This episode of the Gnostic Deluge is a little different from our usuals. In this one, I decided to cover my favorite self-help book, Arnold Bennett's How to Live on 24 Hours a Day. I wanted to cover this because I thought it was practical and had a, showed how we can apply some basic Stoic philosophies and put them in our lives. In this first episode, we cover the first half of the book, which talks about the importance of our time and how to find extra time that we didn't even realize we had, but usually we're probably just wasting. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, Brandon, we're doing it. Greetings, Mark. It's funny. I was just talking about how let's just do this organic. Yeah, and then like I it starts it. the same way, but it, I still I can't think so of anything. So that... that's that's the organic way. <laughs> we've been organic. We've been holistically starting our our podcast episodes already. Yeah, and here I am thinking like I'm, no I'm, additives, no GMOs in this. Yeah, podcast. no planning things out. Yeah, definitely no planning. Every once in a while, there'll be some notes written down, but other than that, no editing. Yeah, be assured that this is not like scripted. I wonder. I I, I wonder what people think when they listen to it. You know, I thanks feel- for those who have listened to it. By the way, yeah, of course, we've been doing pretty. We've been like pleasantly surprised. Like I was like, oh shoot, we just reached like ten thousand one hundred downloads. You know why I? You know why I'm thankful for the people that listen. Why? Because I don't think that. I think that I respect their ability to find value in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what. Yeah. I find there's value. Yeah. In, in any discussion. <laughs> but like the, sometimes the the rabbit holes that we go down, or like I feel bad out often that like I should not have like went off on a new. I shouldn't have derailed the conversation. Yeah. yeah. As much as I did, and so the, if people stick through that and listen. And, and and listen again. That's respectable to me. Yeah. No. Well, that that yeah. Somebody actually will listen to it. It's pretty cool because, like you said, it's more kind of just our own thing that we're doing, not for. Yeah, and it's and that some, but we don't sit here before we 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 record or in between, and we don't have any kind of discussion about like what what format do people want to hear <laughs> obviously you know, we don't well, we don't do any like research on like how we can like get more listeners or or anything like that yeah so and so the fact that we have somebody listening is pretty cool yeah and that it's been and it's been continuing like it's not like it's like planked off and died off like there's still like new people that come and listen yeah every time that it's always there's and there's always like that group of people that have just found it because then you see a bunch of people listening to the first couple episodes. Like, I wonder what they think about those. I haven't listened to those in a long time. Yeah. You're right. I had somebody recently, I uh, someone I recently came in contact with that I haven't talked to in probably like 10, 15 years. But I guess, if you remember, we used to put these out on YouTube. Yeah. Over yeah, a year yeah. ago. And so he stumbled upon my me, he, he's probably doing research on me or trying to find me somehow. He found 
I think I linked to it on my on my personal YouTube page. I linked to the Gnostic Deluge. Uh-huh. So he probably found it and he listened to a few. And so we were talking about things, and he mentioned that he listens to. He mentioned an episode on the Kybalian. Yeah. And he said, I'll have to read that book, that book that you guys, talk, I think it's a Kai, Kai and he, he, he mispronounced it, of course, but like. We were probably mispronouncing yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Like Trismegistus. And, I, I, <laughs> and it occurred to me that like, oh wow, he actually was listening or watching some of our episodes. And so, are you watching the screen? No, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know why I'm. Distri- oh, and then, so the other thing, I want to apologize, Mark. You keep on looking at this very loud shirt I'm wearing. I'm sorry. Dude, it's, it's very dist- 80s. It's distracting. Well, I was like, yeah. oh, wait, there's planets melting into this. Yeah. To this. Uh, boombox. Boombox. Yeah. Ghetto blaster. Like I said. As we call. Like I mentioned earlier before we started recording, I haven't done laundry in a few weeks. So. It's a sweet shirt. Yeah. Well, what do you think about my shirt? I love it. The ingredients to the spicy ketchup from Whataburger. <laughs> Heck yeah. Onion powder. That's why. That's why. That's a secret Onion ingredient right there. Onion powder. I knew I was tasting something. Could you imagine? And garlic. Can you imagine the ketchup not having onion powder in it? Like tomato paste. Some people used to make uh, their when their mom would make spaghetti. She would, they would just use like tomato paste. They wouldn't even put any stuff in it. So if you're one of those people, I'm sorry. Like some people just don't know how to cook. No, it's true. All this quick, quick old man story. I lived out in Michigan for a couple of years, uh-huh. and I, I was, I had dinner with this family, and they were aware that I came from Arizona, that I lived in Arizona, <laughs> and so they thought like, oh, he likes Mexican food. Let's make him some enchiladas. Oh my gosh! And so they found a recipe to enchiladas, and the recipe was apparently on the back of a can of Campbell's tomato soup. Really? Yeah. So she made some enchiladas, and I, a very kind, a kind man, a kind person, did not mention that I don't think they were good. I was like, "Oh, these are good," and they were Yum. horrible. And I inquired a little bit about how what she used to, like, how did she make them? And she mentioned that she found the recipe on the back of a Campbell's soup tomato tomato soup can. And so I'm like, "So, oh, there's tomato soup in this? Yeah, it's just tomato soup." And what the heck? Yeah, and it was like enchiladas. So yeah, people do that. That's uh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah enchiladas. I'm sure. I mean, sometimes the recipes they have on these different things are actually pretty good. But uh, yeah, on Campbell, yeah, I'm guessing that one. Starting your enchiladas with Campbell's soup is probably not the <laughs> like Camp Campbell's uh, tomato soup. No, it's not good. Do you want a soda brand? Yes, I would. What do you want? I need. I had. I had that ginger aftertaste. I got to get a soda here. What do you want? A Dr Pepper? Or do you want a ginger beer? Um, I'll, either will work. The ginger beer won't. Okay, yeah. Either way. I'm going. For, I'm going straight up, right into the doctor. As so, a doctor, the doctor orders, right? That's right. Hey, I don't. Do, you don't mess around. It's science, dude. Yeah, you. You follow science. This is called. They should change Dr Pepper to Doctor Science. It's so good. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so today we're doing a little something different. This is probably the best. Okay, so there's this group of books that are out there. A, a genre of books? A genre that gets a lot of readers, but not a lot of love. 
from right. from the community from you're right people from other a, people yeah there's like a bad taste for, there's like a bad like like a taboo like a taboo but there's like this like oh one of those self-help books. books yeah self-help yeah, you give it away so dang it well i wasn't gonna make them guess yeah you know you don't make that you don't. i'm all okay send in your thing to p.o box <laughs> speaking of old things pueblo colorado yeah, so there's a genre called self help, self help, and a lot of people read them. But there's a a negative. Often there's a negative like opinion about the genre as a whole. Like like you said, people ugh self help. Yeah, because well, a lot of times what happens is you you read it and then you get all pumped up about it or whatever, and but yeah. you know end up falling through. I don't know, but this is probably the best one I've read. Like I thought it was the most practical one, and I was like, "Oh, this one could actually work to hack, you know, hack your hack uh, your life, your life." I don't know. So that's a question that I never asked. Why? Because Mark, you, obviously, Mark chose this. So I, what, what made, what inspired you to suggest this? I thought it was really good because. I've like in my life, I'm pretty, I'm, uh, there's, I'm going to come just straight out and say it, but in my <laughs> life, like I've don't say it, Mark. Like I, I always wanted be, be, be a little more than I am, you know, study sure. a little harder. Sure, yeah, That's definitely. actually the whole, like uh, the reason I started the podcast Yeah, totally. is because I was like, Oh, this would be perfect because then I'll be, I, I like, I'm one. I'm a procrastinator, and mm. usually, uh, I need something like to light a fire under my butt, you know, to get me. And that's why the podcast is nice because it's that like door song. Oh came crap! To my mind. Huh? That doors song came to my mind just now. Light my fire. Yeah, under my. I'm butt. glad because that last song that you were wasn't. I wasn't enjoying having the, that in my head. <laughs> the old fashioned love song. So you need something to light your fire. Yeah. Okay. And you know, and uh, so this is one that kind of where well, we'll get into it. Works out a way to kind of get a little more out of your life than just what you're doing, you know, and not have to go crazy. Yeah, I don't think I've overly indulged in self help books myself. I have read or listened to a few though. Mm Hmm. And a few, a few of the really popular ones, probably. And one of the things that they all, most of them have in common is they, they, they refer to like examples or they give like advice on how to change things. Somewhat. Well, I guess they mention what it has to, they mention, they, they talk more about the end product than about how to even get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. I like that's where right. you're going. And yeah. this one is like the kind of, this book is kind of like the, and he even talks about this in the beginning of the book a little bit. Like there's all these books on how to budget money and how to, you know, yeah, about how like, and this is back in the early 1900s. Yes. This book was, okay. Go ahead on this the, book go ahead is in the background. Written in 1910. So by Arnold Bennett, it's uh, how to live on twenty four hours a day. And uh, yeah, we haven't even mentioned the title yet, have we? No, <laughs> but it was written in nineteen ten. And so you think, okay, because I've heard this kind of concept too, 
with a living on 24 hours a day you sit down you write all this stuff like okay i get this long for this yeah. and this and then you try to find the time and then you just, you're trying to use all the time you know and then you get burnt out yeah this way is a little more practical it's not even and... saying is it like you know you don't use all you're not gonna find out all the extra time you're just gonna take some of your time and make it uh use it for your your benefit or for something other than what you usually do so anyway arnold bennett was an old-timey guy yeah he uh, he has like a he's an awesome uh, mustache yeah he's got like these kind of deep set eyes and a just a interesting looking face it's kind of a anyway but actually <laughs> he's he's british so whenever you see a picture of him you'll be like okay you know but he was he's he lived from 1867 uh, to 1931 um and he was actually in britain he was the most profitable writer they had out you know for, of his time really yeah but I know I know that he has a list. Of, I don't know. I don't know how big the list is, but I know he has a list of other books he's written. Yeah, he wrote a bunch of books, and his one of them you mentioned earlier before we started about the a, new Babylon or the, the Babylon Hotel or Grand something. Babylon Hotel. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is that because there's this movie called the Grand Budapest Hotel? Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if that's the same play but on it's it. Not. Yeah. So, uh, but he wrote a bunch, I mean, he would write articles for newspapers and stuff. So he's a prolific writer. Okay. But he was more of a practical, his, he tried to do his books more realistic for regular people. Yeah. And you can, even though it's, no, this is like over a hundred years old. So there's a, it's not as realistic in some ways today, but you can tell it was back then. One and, but he also writes, at least in this book in kind of a, what you would see is like a humorous yeah style yep you know okay yeah exactly like a lighthearted kind of like not i'm not taking everything totally serious kind of thing yeah. whereas most people would be like so um anyway so he thought that 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 books and stuff were should be written for regular people to read and to you know get them to yeah, there's a lot of there's a I often think about, think about that. There's a lot of books that are Here's the thing. If you have like this great idea that you are so passionate about sharing and you really want think about like a lot of religious books, okay? Or like you know I'm saying or philosophical books and you really want to share this message with everybody that you can. But then when you write it, you write it into like a 12 1300 page book that most people can't even like understand about a third of the vocabulary words in yeah and you're really just writing it for scholars or for it's not approachable well by most people yeah and so the thing is like here's my here's my point i guess let me let me break that down no i've fine. had times where i've had a book that i read that really inspired me and i wanted and i've had someone like i talked about earlier today i have someone like that i can tell might need a, a lighting a, a little flame lit underneath them to help warn, you know get things going and i want to suggest a book like you know what you should and i want to suggest it but the person like 
they I but I quickly realized often like oh they're they're not gonna they're not gonna get yeah. past the first few pages before they're bored or yeah before they it's over their head or well it's kind of like like a like uh, have you ever read Atlas Shrugged yeah <laughs> like that's just a huge book I and it, I think it took about a year. People keep in it. it keep making speeches and all this stuff, you know, like, and it, there's a lot of interesting philosophy and stuff in it, you know. I mean, if, mm-hmm. but, but it's just like you don't just that's not just a book you just say, oh, read this, man. No, totally, you can't. Just like you should hear. It's like War and Peace, you know, the the yeah. joke about War and Peace, it's the huge this huge book and. Everybody has it, you know, but nobody reads for it. looks. Yeah, yeah it's like, like oh, look what I've got on my shelf. I got war. I got war and peace. Yeah, Atlas Shrugged does the same way. I mean, and it, her, but her characters are kind of like very two dimensional. Like you're just kind of like, yeah, you're just like, I don't know anybody like this. Yeah, <laughs> where you're just like, this is so impractical. Like the the villains are more practical. The, but the 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 sure, heroes the of it are kind of like you're like, like these people suck. I wouldn't want to live with these people. They're very uh, like there's nothing else in life but what they're currently working on, and that's it. Which is kind of like what we're almost talking about in a way. That's true. So th- maybe she was onto something. Kind of like, hey, you you have to hold your your own mind and stuff above all other considerations, and that's. That that's the thing that that gets that you you kind of have to as you read like Atlas Shrugged, kind of take it with a grain of salt and kind of like okay I I get what she's saying here but gosh these characters suck yeah I just <laughs> I just call it boring I guess boring I like and I like boring books actually a lot of a lot of books I read I I have found are boring. Well, you know, it's compelling enough where you want to know what's going to happen cuz you're yeah. just like, "Wait, what's going on?" you know, it's kind of a, it's, I mean, anyway. So, we're not talking about Atlas Shrugged. That's right. That's right. I thought for a second we were <laughs> I was going to bring up another book that she wrote and I'm not going to anymore. But the Fountainhead? Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty good too. A lot shorter. Yeah. But still, yeah, that one Anyway, okay, enough about <laughs> Ayn Rand. And her yeah, that's right, that's right. I never even, I never even pronounced her name right. Probably. I'm just saying, like these books almost aren't approachable because they're so. But like, even if you read like, like Human Action or whatever, or try to read that mm-hmm. tome, mm-hmm. you're just like, what the heck? And it's got like I was. You reading it, and all of a sudden they use these words like a priori. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's like I I had to look it up. Yeah, it's like who uses that? They do back in the you know old people. Anyway, okay, so this is this is a a more he wanted to have his writings be more accessible to. Yeah, it was like a pan. It's it's little more than the. It's 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 a little bit bigger than like a like it's like a fat pamphlet almost. Yeah, it's. 88 pages long and and it's very well spaced and big 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 writing and stuff yeah and so did you never actually read the preface no so the trick is mark got tricked i i got i did it first the trick is at the very beginning says the preface to this edition 
And he actually writes, this preface, though placed at the beginning as a preface, must be, should be read at the end of the book. So when I first was reading it, I'm like, oh. So I skipped the preface and went right to chapter one, like he suggests. Yeah. But when I went and listened to the audiobook of, of it on YouTube, a YouTube audiobook. They put this. It was at the beginning. He does. And he reads the part where it says, this should be put at the end of the book, you know. Yeah. But so I, and so I, I but Mark never, I guess you didn't read the preface. Like you were, no, like you I were would, supposed well, to. Well, I was basically, I would just basically, yeah, because all of a sudden I read it and it says, don't read it till the end. So I'm like, okay. And then, and then if I'm listening to the book, I skip the preface. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. and then just go through and then the book ends and I'm like. I got a lot to think about. Yeah. Already, so. So should we skip the preface too, or should we go through the preface? I don't know if the pre. Well, uh, no, let's just skip the preface right now. Okay. We'll get it at the end. If we remember. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it starts off with a, with a chapter called The Daily Miracle. And um, it starts off kind of telling a story about uh somebody who who has money but never seems to have it all together you know his life together yeah i like what he's like new suit old hat oh yes the magnificent fuck. necktie baggy trousers you know he just doesn't have it together and uh you know just kind of uh the idea is that people are like, man, if I had the money he had, I'd have, I'd have it, I'd know exactly what to, even if I had half of what he yeah, had, yeah, you wouldn't be, I'd as be much able of to, a, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd do this and this with it, and uh, and he says, uh, so most of us criticize at one time or another in our superior way, you know, like yeah. that we were just saying, um. He says, uh, newspapers are full of articles explaining how to live on such and such a sum. Like an amount of money. Yeah. Like how to how to live on, you know, $100 a, a week or something, you know. Yeah, which is more, which over 85 pounds a year, which was more applicable back. Yeah, that's why I didn't. In yeah. 1908. So, you know, and you, we've all read those kind of things. How to, where to move to be able to, you know live on so much of an income and different things. He goes, but I have never seen an essay on how to live on 24 hours a day. Yet it has, has been said that time is money. That proverb understates the case. Time is a great deal more than money. So, um, he says, actually, if you have time, then you can obtain money. Yeah. You know, so time, that's, so. You know, the thing, when he, one of the things about this, I was taking this and correlating it to like today, in today's world. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a lot of, one of the things that drives me, I don't know how, okay. There are so many bloggers and writers out there who write on some obscure blog or webpage and they're they just write article after article after article 
basically explaining like how to do how to live how to do something but there's 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 so often not for example like let's say you're gonna they're if they really were if they were really efficient at doing what they are writing about then would they be writing about it as often you know you know what i'm saying yeah like it's it's almost like they're writing about it, but they haven't actually figured it out themselves, really. Yeah, they're like working through it, or they're, or they're just, just doing... they're just trying to find something to write about. Yeah, yeah. And there's plenty. I've read plenty of like uh, web page, you know, blog posts and stuff by people that that claim they've had they have it all figured out, and this is what you do, and this is how to live, and this is the solution for it. But then, like, you can look through their history, and a year later, they have a different idea of how to live. And they've, you know, it's they're more. It's, it's the the constant isn't that they've actually figured it out. It's that they just want to write about something and they don't. And yeah, they're but they're holding themselves up as kind of like this is the way you do it when they don't have it figured out. They're everywhere. Yeah, and it's all over the internet. It's actually kind of today is starting to become more like a, like one of the, like the, the lesser parts of the internet you know kind of like we're like oh this is like the heck he now says. it's all podcasters telling you all kinds of stuff you know what i'm saying you know what that's actually that's actually true podcasts podcasts have like have you know their frequency you know they've shot up in 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 a prolifer they're more prolifer you know yeah than they were 20 10 years ago like people like talking about old tax Gnostic stuff. <laughs> well, there used to be a few obs- there used to, you know podcasters used to be like this very obscure little branch of media, and then today, like first of all, every other comedian today now has a podcast. It's like comedian oh, yeah. comedians have now decided that their their day job is podcasting. Yeah, rather than you know now they have an extra thing they now rather than touring around and doing especially during pandemic, I guess they started doing more podcasting. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But they don't all agree, so, you know, anyways, yeah, so this guy's like, hey, there's plenty of books about, or plenty of articles or books about how to live on 85 pounds a year, or on this much per day, or this one, but there's nothing about... How to live... Yeah. How to use your time, all the, your time in a day. What what did you say? How to live on 24 hours a day. Is that the name of this book? Yep. It is. Well, this must be the... He says... Whether you're have the wealth, whether see, I didn't whether you're wealthy or you know, poor, you cannot buy yourself a minute more time than you have, or the cat by the fire has. Everybody has the same amount of time, it's the great equalizer. Time, that's right. That's right. So, um, do you want to read like kind of word and yeah then... the supply of time is truly a daily miracle an affair genuinely astonishing when one examines it you wake up in the morning and lo your purse is magically filled with 24 hours of the unmanufactured tissue of the universe of your life yeah so that's cool oh yeah. keep going keep it going. is yours it is the most precious of possessions yeah yep so you're every morning you wake up Everybody wakes up, no matter who they are, and we all have our 
our purse full of 24 hours for the day ahead of us or you know magically filled with 24 hours and you say, yeah, I like how he calls it the the unmanufactured tissue yeah. of the universe of your life, and that's so. So we all. So this is kind of the like I said, the equalizer. No one can take it from you. It is unstealable, and no one receives either more or less than you receive. So it's all yours. And then people will probably be like, "Well, oh, yeah, people can can you could be a slave." But you still got the same amount of time, regardless of whatever. Anyway, exactly. And it's and and he actually talks about a few things in here that would 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 support the. Well, it doesn't matter if you if you're living in a if you're living in poverty and you don't feel like your time's as valuable. Like that's you can you're not destitute. You you know that time's still yours. Yeah, you, you can, still have. We'll be able to have some time. Yeah. Um, in the, this next paragraph, he says, in the realm of time, there is no aristocracy of wealth and no aristocracy of intellect. Genius is never rewarded by even an extra hour a day. So no matter how smart you are, you don't get the, an extra hour. Um, and there is no punishment. Waste your infinitely precious commodity as much as you will. And the supply will never be withheld from you. So you can be totally frivolous and waste your time like a lot of most of us do but it's not going to be withheld you still wake up the next morning and you got it again another chance yeah even if you waste away the whole day oh look the next the more moreover you cannot draw on the future impossible to get into debt you can only waste the passing moment you cannot waste tomorrow it is kept for you. You cannot waste the next hour. It is kept for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it, it actually kind of has a theme of the, you got to live in the now. Exactly. Because that's all you have. You can't, you know. Good point. You can't spend future time. You're kind of, yeah. And you, can, you can't, you're borrow. kind of actually forced to live in the now. Yeah. We talk, we talk a lot about like, well, you got to live in the now. It's like, and I think what people mean is like where their minds at probably. Mm hmm. But well, a lot of people though are planning, oh, in the future, or dwelling you know, on I'm going to do that, yeah, or dwelling on the past. But it's like all you have is right now, yeah. So, this and is you very, can work on those things. This is very a this is a very uh, be present type of uh, philosophy here, you know, be present. yeah. Well, the cool thing is that he says you can't waste tomorrow, it's kept for you. You might have wasted today, but tomorrow is a whole new day. Yeah, you get a whole new twenty four hours that you can, you get to spend, and maybe yeah, you can do something different with it. You know what? That's interesting because we often fail at what we're trying to work on, right? Yeah, and it's really depressing sometimes when you realize you failed once again. But the, but the, but the hope that we always have is okay well i don't mean i'm gonna fail tomorrow i got i got another chance yeah and that's like one of the better ways that's one of the more applicable ways for me to 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 define what hope is because everybody wants to talk about hope you know like no hope is just no hope is that there's still a chance that you have yeah. and that's tomorrow uh -huh. you know 
I think people treat hope differently. Or it's the next uh, next hour. Exactly. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. You're right. Too. We don't have to look in days. You're like, like, dang, I didn't do it right now. But intervals then, then of you're a day. Like, yeah. Oh shoot! Wait, I got another hour where I can try again, kind of thing too. Yeah. I mean, there's. I don't know. Mark, you know, you can't have finished that first Dr. Pepper already, have? You? Oh yeah. Hey, we're already thirty-one minutes into this bad boy. Oh, jeez. Brandon, it's like hours of the day. I'm not gonna waste. Exactly. A fresh can of soda. Where? So, anyway, I just like this attitude. Very good. A new, a different way to look at stuff too. Because it's like I said, you may not have been born like with you know like good looking or whatever this or that but everybody's yeah everybody's got equal amount of time so but out of out of this 24 hours of time you have to spend health pleasure money content respect and the evolution of your immortal soul i think one of the one of the images i have in my head is i was trying to find a way to say it earlier and i was like ah Cause you mentioned like you know even if you like you're born like into like slavery or something right which today a lot of people are born in very like very um less than optimal circumstances yeah but I, I think one of the vision one of the images I have in my head while I was reading or listening through this was there's that story of in of Nelson Mandela and he was in prison for like 20 something years i don't know that i can't remember what it was but nelson mandela was like in prison for like 20 years right mm-hmm. or more than that maybe and you th- i think to myself oh man well i have 24 hours a day but i'm in prison like yeah. I don't, it's taken from me i don't have it but like he spent that time like writing he was reading like and actually uh arnold bennett mentions marcus aurelius in here yeah, but uh, actually, this is the first time I heard of Epictetus. Epict- outside of us reading through it, uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is before that's yeah. why I actually, actually I re- looked into him. Oh, or you, in Marcus Aurelius, you yeah. you got through this before? Uh, yeah, I read oh. this, this. Yeah, I listened oh, okay. to this a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and so and I, and, and I was thinking, I, it might have been when he mentioned Marcus Aurelius and stuff that I meant and I thought about, and he right, he mentions Epictetus, and I, I thought about like you know Nelson Mandela was in prison, and everybody's like, oh, but. If you're in prison, unless you're like just given like a room full of dirt and nothing else, but still, even then, you can think of the Siddhartha story. I mean, you can you're 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 not you can't have your time taken from you. Yeah. And and Nelson Mandela spent that time writing and reading and thinking about life, and he, he basically he didn't waste it. Yeah. And when he was released finally, the world wasn't even ready for him, you know, because he has been he had all that time. He didn't he didn't waste that time. He didn't lose it. I was ready. Yeah, you were ready for him. I know. I, I, I don't think I was. Bring ready. it on, Nelson. <laughs> but it's like, well, think about prisoners too. Like, like I mean, they might not. They have education and stuff in there, but a lot of them will instead spend their time developing their body, and they can develop these outrageous bodies. Yeah, like like weightlifting and stuff. We're just even through calisthenics because, okay. like, I think in California, they took away the. Remember how. There's the the trope that that the prisoners are going to get all buffed and they come out so they can even stronger to yeah break commit more crimes you yeah. know kind of thing and 
so California decided to take away their weights. So they started doing like just just massive amounts of push-ups and different yeah. body weight stuff and coming up th- with I with things with towels, you know, where you can work yeah, out with using different kind of resistance exercises. Yeah. So they came up but I'm saying all of a sudden and these guys still come out can come out, you know, having been in prison, but with this outrage, like something super developed. It would be better if they developed their mind or they developed Jeez. their I should go to prison. Their their mind and their body at the same you know along the same lines, but but anyway, it's just an interesting you know example. Like Mel- Nelson Mandela, why did he should have came out super buff, dude? Yeah, why did he? Why did he <laughs> That'd be awesome if Nelson Mandela came out and all of a sudden, you know, he's all like got like some kind of loose thing. Austin he rips, rips off his, his thing. Off. He's all jacked. <laughs> Mandela's back, baby. Anyway, <laughs> but thank goodness he he decided to work on something else. Exactly, I agree. <laughs> so anyway, so they're saying uh, its right use, its most effective use, is a matter of the highest urgency. Talking about you know how we how we our time we have to have our health, our pleasure, money. You know, all this stuff we're trying, you know, we're ha- get from it. Um, all depends, all depends on that. Your happiness. Wait. Okay, it doesn't make sense. You're, yeah, because it's a different sentence. Oh, it's okay. It's right use, it's most effective use is a matter of the highest urgency and of the most thrilling actualities talking about t- are you, how we spend our life from time we get the you know spin our lives all depends on that your ha- you know time yeah. equals ha- what your how you use your time equals ha- how happy you are i guess Okay, so he asked the question, you know, because this is where we, you know, from out of time comes our pleasure, our content, you know, all these different things. He says, which of us lives on 24 hours a day? And when I say lives, I do not mean it, mean exists nor meddles through. Yeah, I love that part. And he says, which of us is free from that uneasy feeling that the great spend spending departments of his daily life are not managed as they ought to be. Do you ever feel like you waste a little time, Brandon? Every once in a while. So, um, which of us has not been saying to himself all his life, I shall alter that when I have a little more time. Oh, that's like, that. yeah, that's like the that's, most common thing that, yeah. Yeah. And I don't he, know why I didn't mark that. He says, "Well, because you weren't really marking your thing." I mean, I you I I didn't check it, you know. Oh. He says, "We never shall have any more time. We have, and we have always had all the time there is." So he's saying, just kind of making that point. Don't wait for this your this future thing. He says, "You got all the. Not when you have more time when you retire and stuff. You've got because." 
if you, like the stoic thing and this i think this is mainly but based on stoic philosophy mm-hmm. it's kind of like you don't know what all you have is right now this you know and uh you so you've got to make the most of it yeah so right now you have all the time that you have and the future doesn't you is not set aside for your time you know for you the future time you can't borrow on it or whatever you can't and you can't depend that it's going to be there either exactly you have no idea yeah why would you wait for it yeah it's a good point you got you, you got the time now and that's that's all that you're guaranteed so um so then he goes on and talks about somebody who's saying that they make the most of their time and you know and he's like well i've been went i don't kind of uh yeah i love the i i I loved the newspaper competitions yeah i thought about i had to think about it for a while what is newspaper competitions this is like a big thing in england they would send in different you could write in articles and stuff or whatever yeah essays well people like it's funny is like i guess and it's still like this in a certain way but most people just don't get the newspaper anymore. Not that I know yeah. of. But I know it wasn't was, that long ago. I was reading it. I used yeah. to read it every day. When I was a kid. Back at that old to, place I lived over. Did you get on it over there? Ninth, on ninth place. Or ninth? And on date, yeah. Of course, yeah. That's not that long ago, though. No, if it's you think not. About it. But I, when I was a kid, I used to like read through like the uh, the comic sections and stuff. Yeah. And if I every once in a while, especially on a Sunday, if I was bored. You know, certain you know certain days of the week you have more time than others. If I was really bored, the newspapers always had like crossword puzzles in them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, but the thing. Oh, you people, think that's what he's talking about? Yeah, people used to like. Have you done today's crossword puzzle yet? You know, and like people used to really like, like they used to carry their newspaper around with them, and so if they had a few minutes, they would open it up and they would read up on what's going on. They would look at through the the um the classifieds yeah and they would have like if they had a pen or a pen they would like also work on the daily crossword puzzle and like mm-hmm. it was like an it was like a form of like you know today people have like they carry their tablets around them with their phones and they have like apps they can do things if they're bored people used to have like just carry a little newspaper around yeah and yeah so, it's re- been replaced by the yeah if they the were bored phone. if they had a few minutes of like oh i don't have anything to do right now just pull the newspaper out, unroll it, and you have like, you can read, you can do an activity, you can, you know, it's almost like a, like an adult entertainment thing. Yeah, I never thought of it that way because yeah, you do have the funnies in there. Yeah, you know, every even the regular weekly ones have the black and white comics. You know. Yeah. And and then but then you have the crossword. Yeah. Yeah, and you get these, you see you see, you get this imagery of the old times, and people used to walk around with a newspaper, like they would it would get delivered to their doorstep, or else they would on the way to the wherever they're going, they would, you know, hand over a, a nickel and pick up a paper and take it within the yeah, work, or and, even a magazine. Yeah, that's insane. Is like in the because you actually thinking about because everybody's like, oh, everybody's faces are in their phones, and it's true. But they used to be they in the old in the, time. It was in the, in, the paper. In, the, in the newspaper or magazine. Yeah, you go on. You're going to get on a plane. You would buy a magazine to look through. Yeah, exactly. 
and so you go into an airport and there's like right before you get to the terminal right right before you get to where the the cutoff is like you have like little bookshops and yeah uh newspaper stands and and so people used to like when's the last time you bought a magazine man <sighs> it's been a, a long time yeah okay so anyway, I, that's what I envisioned when I read newspaper competitions. So, so he kind of uh, he he says, "Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's saying that they they do live on their 24 hours perfectly." Oh, sorry, I'm yeah, I get it. And uh, but he goes, "I I've, I've been wanting to meet you all my life." He goes, kind of calling him, you know, saying, "Well, I don't tell me you should be tell me how to." You should be writing a book to tell me how to do it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and then he goes on. He goes, but the rest of everybody, um, where uh, is feeling, you know, that that the years are kind of slipping by, and they have not been able to get their lives into a proper working order. So that's what this is all about. And he's like. You know, uh, kind of uses the idea of somebody going, wanting to go to Mecca. You know, like the pilgrimage with the Muslim. Yeah, Mecca. Yeah. He mentions uh, never even, but it's better to, yeah. Most of us don't even leave Brixton, Brixton which yeah. is a town in, yeah. you I know. imagine it's a town in, in Yeah, England, yeah. and uh, he goes, um, but he goes, how do you go to, how do you go on a journey to Mecca? And he's like, well, you can do book a traveling agent or whatever, but you go, you just yeah. start going. You may never reach Mecca. Yeah, exactly. He goes, but you're better off at least embarking on the the journey, you know, than than you are the person that's thought about going to Mecca or going, you know, and that's doing the, something different, but just stays at home. And that's a callback to the last chapter where at the very end he mentioned like. Tomorrow I'll have time to do this. Or, yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, I'll go to Mecca when I get retired or whatever. Yeah. You know, he goes. He goes. Most of us haven't even left our you know the little town. He mentions not or, even taking a cab. He's like, hey, we haven't even gone to. I don't know where Ludgate Circus is, but yeah. it's you know, and and gone on a a conducted tour at this area, you know. So anyway. Um, if if you want to read the yeah, so if we further analyze our vague, uneasy aspiration, we shall, I think, see that it springs from a fixed idea that we ought to do something in addition to those things which we are loyal, loyally, and morally obliged to do. We are obliged by various codes, written, written and unwritten, to maintain ourselves and our families, if any, in health and comfort to pay our debts, to save, to increase our prosperity by increasing our efficiency. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, you can read the next. A task task sufficiently difficult. A task which which very few of us achieve. Okay. So he's saying basically most, most people feel, gosh, man, I wish I could do a little more with my life. It's just I'm so busy working to maintain put food on the table and blah, you know, working that, but man, I, I, you always want a little more. Yeah, totally. And you look at those, these, uh, 
obligation, those social obligations as the biggest culprit for mm. um, taking up all your time. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to tell us how to get, how we may, may be able to find that we have more time, some time to do something like that or extra. The wish to accomplish something outside our formal program is common to all men who have, who in the course of evolution have risen past a certain level. Oh, so he's your formal program is this kind of like you're eating, sleeping, and shelter. Yeah. That's our basic formal yeah. program. The basic stuff that we have to do. And he's saying that if, you know, um, it is one form of the universal desire for knowledge, and it is so strong that men whose life, whole lives have been given to the systematic acquirement of knowledge have been driven by it to overstep the limits of their program in search of still more knowledge. So basically kind of um, th- that, that desire that, gosh, I wish I could make more out of, do a little bit more in my life, you know, is, is actually part of the universal desire for knowledge and that people who have um what does he call them been driven by their thirst for knowledge or whatever have overstepped you know you stepped over you know your basic normal life and managed to Get more knowledge. I don't know if I'm making sense, but total total sense. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll go on. So that's that's the the, the his basic um, outline there. That we all have have stuff we're obligated to do, but there's a way to get a to to do more than than what we're accomplishing now okay do you want to read this paragraph on page 28 the bottom yeah. one? okay sorry the most important preliminary to the task of arranging one's life so that one may live fully and comfortably within one's daily budget of 24 hours is the calm realization of the extreme difficulty of the task, of the sacrifices and the eff- and the endless effort which it demands. I cannot too strongly insist on this. Okay, so he's kind of saying, hey, if you want if you do desire to make your life a little bit better, I'm I'm not gonna say it's just this easy thing. Yeah. He's like it's gonna take it's a, an extremely difficult task and there's sacrifices and endless effort, which sometimes is the worst. Like, yeah. Wait, is this ever going to end? It's like, well, no, because you ha- it's a it's it's a continuous effort to improve your life. Yeah, I think we often naturally, I think I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to call it the lazy, but we often just like, oh, it's not gonna. Why have to? I don't want to do all that. Yeah. You know? I well, don't it, or it's like and continually trying to do something. I'm looking to, for something where there's an end point. You know, kind of like, yeah, sure. like I'm gonna climb the mountain, and when I get, and then I get to the top, and I'll be done. Yeah, 
And he's like, well, but then all of a sudden, next thing you know, probably once you get up to that mountain, it might elevate your intellect and stuff too. And all of a sudden you look out and there's other mountains to climb, you know, and stuff kind of. But he's like, he's just kind of trying to prepare. Okay, this isn't going to be easy. He says, if you imagine that you will be able to achieve your ideal by ingeniously planning out a timetable with a pen on a piece of paper, you had better give up hope at once. He's always like, this isn't something where you write down yeah. all the hours. He goes, if you're not prepared for discouragements and disillusions, if you will not be content with the small results for a big effort, then do not begin. Lie down again and resume the uneasy doze, which you call your existence. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about the it's not lazy. It's just that people, for some reason, we want to have it all planned out and we want to see the end. Yeah. This and, is... Yeah. But this is something I think... We haven't even gotten to what he's even talking about, but... No. To where he's like, this. you're kind of charting your own course, too. This isn't something where it's like, okay, I want you to read these certain books and do this, you know? Okay, so you're going to start with, you know, this philosophy and go here and here. This is like a it's going to be a personal thing for everybody. Yeah. Each person, each individual and everybody's going to vary because it's going to be on things that you're interested in. You know, what's interesting about that is one of the things that I do a lot, like personally, it's funny. It's a funny thing. I have a, my wife teases me about this. What? Yeah. One of my hobbies, one of the things that I do, and I've done this probably like a hundred times in the last like 20 years is I just have like this, like have I, I love to go, I love to go into my office or into the, I love to grab a computer or grab a notepad and I love to like create a new budget of a money budget. Really? Yeah, I love it. I'm always trading new budgets. I'm always trying to or else I'm always trying to improve the budgets I have and make them better or whatever, right? Yeah. And one of the things that is the biggest my biggest like adversary with the budget hobby I have, like always comes and always gets me. Is I'll plan out like right now I have a budget that is probably I think it's planned till 2024. What? Like we like a like a buy like a paycheck by paycheck budget till 2024. That's good. It is good, right? But the problem is, and that's what I've always done. Like I plan out for long term budgets. Yeah, it makes sense because then you can. It does make where it does money make, goes and stuff. It does make sense. The problem is though, is if anything that goes that you didn't plan. Which happens, it always happens. Yeah. Then you have your whole budget gets just totally derailed, and you have to like redo it, right? And so there's um so you, what's the point of of drawing out everything to 2024, where in three weeks when my 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 via, my car's transmission goes out. Yeah, man. And then I had to change the entire next. You know, I had to change it all up again. Yeah, and, the car problems will just wreck you. And I think, and I, I I was I've been thinking about that as I'm. This particular chapter, I think, is what is this the right one? It was in this part of the book that I was thinking a lot about that, where it's like, and like you mentioned earlier, this he Arnold Bennett, he's obviously like. He doesn't talk about it very much at all. He only references it, but he has a lot of stoic background, yeah. right? In the way he thinks, and I think that he and this is the whole point of the book is, in a way, is 
just budget small steps. Yeah. You know. I mean, but okay, for a a, a money budget, I think you can budget out through. You can, but it because just won't be. You're probably trying to save up for certain just thing. Just don't depend and, on it staying the same. But you, for your own time, you don't have to. The you money, can't budget. You can't. The money, the, but the, my point is with the money budget is even if you go to 2024, you go two years in advance, you're still like budgeting it in the present because every time anything changes, you have to change it up anyways. And so in a certain way, you're still like presently having yeah. to keep it up. Yeah. That's why you're, maybe that's why you keep on working on the budgets because you have to keep on updating it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so he goes, uh. You know, he gave the little warning, kind of like, hey, if you're not willing to see, you're probably just a small result for a big effort, then you probably don't want to, this isn't for you. Oh, I was trying to think, why did I even bring that up? And that's why, is because we want to see it all out. Yeah, you've got it. You've got yours. Yeah. You're like, okay, 2024, this is the big result. Yeah. I'm going to have enough saved up to buy that new vehicle or whatever exactly. and by the time that comes around though there's something else that needs to happen and it's never going to end yeah or that big trip so you're looking you know that you're looking ahead this one's kind of like hey you're just going to have to be content with the what you're what what you're going to get out of each session or whatever he says but how, well so then you're probably thinking uh well i'm ready and he says, well, how do I begin? And he says, dear sir, you simply begin. I love that. <laughs> there is no magic method of beginning. If a man standing on the edge of a swimming bath and wanting to jump into the cold water should ask you, how do I begin to jump? You would merely reply, just jump. Take hold of your nerves and jump. So he's like, just, if you're going to do it, do it. It's kind of like a, you know, like a resolution or something. You just do it. Yeah. Jump in like, the water. what's the point? That's where the, a the lot of phrase. us waste time, like thinking about how to do it and that's, stuff that's instead me. of just doing I do. it. Yeah, I do for sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't so have he, very few flaws, Mark, but that's one of them. I take. I point. I want to think about Brandon's, it beforehand. Brandon's admitting it right now. Well, I know, but you we'll sit there. Yeah, we'll sit there and read books and stuff on how to do this certain thing and blah, blah, you know, and kind of get prepared for it. And that, and that instead of just doing it, yeah. sometimes, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that you don't want to prepare for some things, but I'm saying if it, if it's like a changing a thing or, you know, maybe a bad habit we have or whatever, it's probably best just to cease doing it, you know, mm -hmm. and work on the struggles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I actually wrote my journal about that yesterday. Brandon, do you have your journal with you? I don't, but I can I can quickly <laughs> I can so quickly funny. describe it. Oh, okay. well, I thought one of the things. So one of the things that I do, and I know a lot of people do, is let's say that like we we started this like we started doing this podcast a couple years ago, like three yeah, years two, ago, almost. It'll be it'll yeah, I think it might be three years in November. Okay, so we did that. We started this several years ago, but the thing is, is like before. We just like just started. Like we didn't, we didn't have like 
we had a general idea of what we, we were going to do. But we had like we had like one like USB microphone. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had the the snowball. Yeah, we had like the blue snowball. Yeah. And we, you know, we didn't have a consistent computer we were using. Needed to record it on, right? And yeah. we didn't have hardly any of the books that we have now. We didn't spend a couple of years planning it all out and how we we're going to get it done. Yeah. And, and investing in equipment or anything. We just started like because we just jumped, yeah. dude. And if if we were going to like exactly, if we, we were going to like hey, let's Arnold start a podcast. Exactly. We didn't realize it. But if we were going to like say, "Hey, let's start a podcast." And then we just sit there and we like, "Let's meet up." That's why I hate meetings. So yeah. Like, let's have a meeting. As we meet, and oh, we yeah. just list all the things that we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's like and over the next couple of years, like we every once in a while, like, hey, did you ever get? Yeah, so I bought a couple of new microphones. Okay, do we have like the whatever these things are called, the microphone holders? You know, yeah, these, the stands. And we all have that. like a, we still need. I still need enough money to get the stands. It's like and, all that stuff's not even essential. And, but the other, so what the other thing, the point, I guess, what I realized, you know, this is why I'm writing my journal the other day is, is by the time you get all that stuff done, like there's two years of getting better at talking, getting better at um, learning the the software and learning how the equipment works that you missed out on. Yeah. And so you're just not going to be any further than you, because you're still going to have to start the beginning. You're still going to like have problems with like not plugging in the devices the right way. And <laughs> you can't skip yeah. any of that. So you might as well just start now and start small with lackluster equipment and just get good at your craft. And just jump. Man. Just jump, yeah. By yeah. uh Well, we I mean, like I said, we had a general <laughs> idea. Huh? I'm trying to think and just jump. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And I think that too often I have always tried to like Oh, I can't do this yet because I don't have the right kind of if I want to learn how to draw, like, oh I gotta order the right kind of like drawing pencils. I can't just try. Just take a stupid pen, a number two pencil from school, and just start doing it. Don't yeah. like wait. And inv- that's an, a common excuse. Like, well, I have to invest I'm in the take right a stuff. Class. Yeah, I'm yeah. Take a drawing class. It's like, well, you know, you could practice drawing too like, yeah, on your totally. own, and then then you got maybe a little more, you know, experience. Well, yeah, and like I said earlier, that was the whole point of doing the podcast was because I was like, oh, thanks. I was like, this would be a sweet way to go through these things that I've always been interested in and make myself study because I, I'm i interested in these things, but I don't, I don't, I, I just find myself, oh, the bed looks so comfortable, you know, and I've had a long day at work or whatever. Oh my gosh. You know, or, or so I was just like, oh, well, this will be a way to where we can pick something and get through it. And then also learn. And I've, you know, over the last couple of years, I've learned a lot about different stuff that I didn't even know, like different stories and stuff. It's been pretty sweet. Yeah. So he says, uh, do you want to read this next paragraph on 30? Sorry. Yeah. All right. As, as I, As I have previously said, the chief beauty about the constant supply of time is that you cannot waste it in advance. The next year, the next day, the next hour are lying ready for you, as perfect, as unspoilt, as if you ever, as if you had never wasted or misapplied a single moment in all your career. 
which fact is very gratifying and reassuring. You can never, you can, sorry, you can turn over a new leaf every hour if you choose. Yeah. Therefore, no object is is served in waiting till next week or even until tomorrow. You may fancy that the water will be warmer next week. It won't. It will be colder. Yep. Because you'll probably have already had some bad other, you know, you've added to the, your habits another week of putting it off. So it's kind of like that. Like he even, he even references like a natural law though. Like, no, it's going to be colder. It's not going to be warmer. It You know, unless there's something warming the water, it's not going to get warmer. Yeah. Don't think, don't think that it will be. And then he, and he, but he goes on, he goes, let me principally warn you against your own ardor. Yeah. Yeah. And ardor is an interesting word. Yeah, actually, I, I never looked it I up. I never looked it up either. I had to. Dang take, it! I had. To, I had to like assume what it meant in context of the. You know, what? I'm going to look it up real quick, just so that. we can get a definition. Because I, it's basically like you kind of. Let's just actually. yeah. Don't 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 yeah. Make do yourself a favor, Mark, and look it up first. Yeah, let me principally warn you against your own ardor. Um, okay. <laughs> well, now there's like this software thing. I like, <sighs> before he says that, he goes, Oh, here we be- go. But before you begin, let me murmur a few words of warning in your, in your private ear. Yeah. Like, okay. Now, here, let me tell you about something again. I'm going to tell you something. Don't let your, don't let, let, let principally warn this. you against your own ardor. Okay. So he says, okay, ardor. Is a feeling of great intensity and warmth or oh. fervor, okay? okay? Eagerness or zeal. Okay. So he's saying. So fervor is a synonym to ardor, kind of? Yeah. Okay. So let me warn you against that that zeal or that you're going to be like, yes, I can do this. And you're going to want, he's, you're going to want to overdo it. That's why we don't know the word ardor because it's been, it's been, other words mean, have taken, have, other words have, have won the, I think we're going to have to start using it. There's another word that we need to use up here. He's a few in here that I've noticed. Ardor. So he says ardor or that zeal or what was the other word? Intensity. Fervor. Fervor. Yeah. In well-doing is misleading and a treacherous thing. It cries out loudly. You can't satisfy it at first. It wants more and more. It is eager to move mountains and divert the course of rivers. So you're kind of like getting it. I'm going to do yeah, this. exactly. And and it isn't content till it perspires. And then too often when it feels the perspiration on its brow, it wearies all of a sudden and dies <laughs> without even putting itself to the trouble of saying, I've had enough of this. So that's that's the problem with Ardor. He's like, let me just tell you, you're going to want, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this studying, but I'm going to do even more. And he's like, you're going to burn yourself out. Yep. That's what he's warning against. Beware of undertaking too much at the start. Okay, this is the best part of it. Mm-hmm. Be content with quite a little. Yeah. Allow for accidents and allow for human nature, especially your own. And he mentions this like two or three. He, he rewords that point. Don't you agree? Like he's he's mentions this principle over and over in the yeah. rest of the book. Like just, yeah, he's like, hey, yeah, just be content. 
he goes, just as nothing succeeds like success, so nothing fails like failure. Hmm. Most people who are ruined are ruined by attempting too much. So don't. And then uh, you want to read this last part? Uh, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. Sorry. So. Yeah. It's... Therefore, in setting out on the immense enterprise of living fully and comfortably within the narrow limits of 24 hours a day, let us avoid at any cost the risk of an early failure. I will not agree. I will not agree that in this business, at any rate, a glorious failure is better than a petty success. I like this line. I am all for petty success. <laughs> a glorious <laughs> failure leads to nothing. A petty success may lead to a success that is not petty. So yeah, because it will it will grow. It will grow. Like, just do make do be happy with the little teeny dumb. You know, just that you the fact that you sat down and say if you're studying a book or something that you sat down and you read it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I thought when I read through that part was that there's actually a, an opposing, there's that, there's actually another philosophy that's popular out there. That's actually contrary to this of just like, of just push, you know, just, just push through it and like rush through things. Uh -huh. Right. And get it all done. This, and I think, and I think it's a misled perspective. I think that what they're trying to, they're, they, you'll, you'll hear an example of like Benjamin Franklin, mm -hmm. you know, learned while, while fi figuring out how to make the light bulb, learned like a hundred ways not to do it, right? Or at Babe Ruth, his batting at like he missed the ball, he struck oh, sure. struck out so many times, and he goes, but. And so you have these analogies of the these people is, and like, you know, but, and they give the, they give these examples, but what they don't mention is, but it doesn't mean they rushed it. Oh yeah. You know, Benjamin Franklin might've learned a hundred ways to not make a light bulb, but am I saying the right person? No, it's Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Jeez. Thank you. I'm like, what does that doesn't sound right? So Thomas Edison might have, might have come up with oh, Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. Thomas Edison might have he thought made, of a hundred ways to not like a make, Benjamin Franklin made the bifocal though. Maybe right. he, he maybe he thought, found a hundred ways not to make the bifocal. There you go. And so that's that's a, that's the that's the that's the uh, the popular um, concept to push around today is like, hey, just just fail, fail hard. But this isn't. But th this, I well, I understand. But this isn't has nothing to do with that kind of. No, because they're, they're this is just kind of like, hey, do you want to get a little more out of your life? This isn't even about trying to. And it's and it's and it's saying just do what's the wording he uses? He says, um, "Be content, be content with quite a little." Yeah, you know, just yeah. And th this is this is ba basically written for people who who are. Um, just have their regular life or do, you know, working a regular job kind of thing. And it's just like, you know what? I want to learn a little bit more. I want to, I want to feel like I'm doing a little more. That's right. Life. And it's actually written specifically for people who have yeah. that situation. You're yeah. Right. Not, 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 you know, this is not a life philosophy where it's just like, you know, to right. how, to, how to become invent stuff. And that's a whole nother thing or it might yeah. be, maybe somehow you could, but anyway, you're right. If it's if this is this is a built upon the 
concept that you already have your eight hours or more. You're already you already have a third of your day that. Yeah, you're and you're not somebody that's looking to do something incredible or whatever, you know. But yeah, I'm, I'm not to say that, I definitely don't want to. No, well, okay, now I'm. <laughs> no, it's it's saying <laughs> actually, it's saying this is for most the most of the world. He's a practical guy. And it's like, hey, how about you? You know, you can make something a lot out of your life and still be, you know, not uh, an ordinary person. But but it's gonna hurt hard if you rush into a failure. Yeah, you're. What's gonna happen is is that you're. Yeah, you don't want to fail. So he's like, okay, I'm all about the little success, petty success. Just so I just want to warn you. Okay, so. The next chapter is called The Cause of Troubles. Get that out. This is like okay, the third so, time in this book he mentions the Carlton, by the way. The Ritz Carlton, or the Carlton, yeah. Yeah. So he, he basically goes through, okay, here's your typical thing. And let's just describe a typical day. Hmm. You know, for this is just a typical person that you're you're going into work. You work from... Nine to five, sure, and you, and then you know you, so you're you're working for eight hours a day. You're sleeping for eight hours, and then you have eight hours of extra time, you know. But then you got you get home, you have to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he kind of just just describes that. Um, but oh, so th- I just described those. Okay, so you have eight hours of sleep and eight hours of of uh, work, right? Yeah. He says, but yet in spite of all this, he persists in looking upon those hours, like the, the after work hours, as, um, oh no, the, the, the he looks at his work day from, nine, let's just say nine to five for, yeah. or nine to six, whatever it is, um, as the day... To which the ten the ten hours preceded them and the six hours following them are nothing but a prologue and an epilogue, and that's how most of us look at it. We look at our our weekday. We're like, that's just work. That's you know, and but you're you're missing all these hours that you have. That's right. Before and after work. That's right. And he says, such an attitude unconscious though it be of course kills his interest in the odd 16 hours even if he does not waste them he does not count them he regards them simply as margin so that we're lover boy song everybody's working for the weekend yeah yep. uh, want a piece of my heart gotta start from the start man <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so that and that's that is the way we look at it whenever i'm yeah working i'm like dude okay it's like the the day's done. That it's just work. Go home, sit on the couch. Yeah, just like wait till bedtime. I mean, like I, me, I have like a long drive into work. Yeah, and a long drive back from work, and I'm working kind of odd hours. So I'm the exception, Brandon. I just want to let you know. Yeah, that. you are the exception. <laughs> but uh, he says, if a man makes two thirds of his existence subservient to one third. How can he hope to live fully and completely? And that's what, you know, most of that's us right. are doing. Because then, then you're working for the weekend, like Loverboy said. Yeah. 
And, but on the weekend, what do you do? Well, the weekend's the fun stuff. Yeah. You know, or you, you like on Saturday, you're going to go do something. Yeah. You're not pulling up Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're working for the weekend cause you get a party on the weekend, you know, or you go to you. So Saturday you're, that's you're right. going out with friends. You're going, you know, you're going camping or whatever. Yeah, you're going well, to whatever church. You like, whatever you like to do. You know, whatever. Yeah. So, so then it becomes your, your, all you're doing, work is the concentration of the week. The weekend is what you're working for. Yeah. You know, so you can have time to relax. So, so he, you're making your two thirds of your time during the week subservient to the one third. Um, oh, yeah. he even says If that. my typical man wishes to live fully and completely, he must in his mind arrange a day within a day, a day within a day, a yep. Chinese box and a larger Chinese box. I don't know what a Chinese box is, but you can envision it. Probably. Uh, I, I, I think of those little, Russian doll things. Yeah, yeah you know? something. I think of a nice decorated box that has little boxes inside of them. Yeah, yeah. Like like the dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he mentions. Um, oh dang! I don't think I've marked any of this. A Chinese box and under Chinese box. It must begin at six p.m. and end at ten a.m. And then he's like, during those sixteen hours, he is free. He is not a wage earner. So during that, you know, you're not working. Yeah. So you're free. You have he is not preoccupied with monetary cares unless you're Brandon where you're doing a budget like every no. yeah. <laughs> he is just as good as a man with a private income. This must be his attitude, and his attitude is all important. His success in life much more important than the amount of an estate that he oh, depends on it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. His success in life depends on it. What? You say that full energy given to those 16 hours will lessen the value of the business eight? Okay. Anyway. He's just saying... It um, is. It'll increase the value of the of your business eight hours. Yeah. And then he goes on to, to describe a guy's day. Um, but we don't have to... You know, he's, he's... You're running to work. You're waiting for the train. You're get You know. Then you're coming home. Um, and he gives that he gives that example right of the time even like by time by time like nine ten nine seven nine nine and a half rushes to the door he walks to the, the station um, waits for the train anyway so you get the the, the ideas um. He's saying that, okay, we'll just skip this part. It's not important. Do you just want to go to Tennis and the Tennis Immortal and Soul? the Immortal Soul. This is where he brings up that newspaper again. Yeah, I got a lot marked in here. Jeez. Okay, you want to read that first little? Yeah. You get this the, the morning train part. Yeah. You get into the morning train with your newspaper, and you calmly and majestically give yourself up to your newspaper. You do not hurry. You know you have at least a half an hour of security in front of you, 
as you glance as your glance lingers idly at the advertisements of shipping and of songs on the outer pages your air is the air of a leisured man wealthy in time of a man from a some planet where there are 124 hours a day instead of 24 okay so i was thinking that basically you can say you get on the train or whatever but you're scrolling through you just your lose yourself in the newspaper yeah, or like as if like you had like if as if like it would you have plenty of time. Yeah, you're just looking at random things, not th- stuff that's not important. I'm saying like you're scrolling through your on your phone, looking at headlines. Yes, yeah, the worst. Watching TikTok videos or whatever. That's just, the worst. What? What you're saying is the worst. Yeah, I have to. I often have to delete apps from my phone. Now you might ask yourself. Well, how often do you have to do it? Because eventually they'll be all gone. Yeah, I'm an idiot, and I reinstall them eventually. Mm-hmm. But I often delete apps because yeah. like, it just takes it takes up too much of my time. So he's saying you're wasting time there. Um, you know, he he's like, I like he says your air is that of a leisured man, a man from a planet you're just like, hmm. where there's 124 hours a day, not just 24 hours. Yeah, so. you just not you just totally like. And and he's saying like, okay, he he uses newspapers, but the what's on your phone is is meant to waste time. He goes, newspapers are produced with rapidity to be read with rapidity, like any article or or, yeah. or TikTok video or yeah. YouTube thing that you get stuck in. It's all, it's not you know deep for deep thinking or, um. He says, there is no place in my daily program for newspapers or phone scrolling. It's exactly. I read them as I may at odd moments. He's saying, I'm not saying don't ever look at your phone. Don't ever read the newspaper or whatever. He's saying, read them in odd moments. But the idea of devoting to them 30 or 40 consecutive min- minutes of wonderful solitude... I cannot possibly allow you to scatter priceless pearls of time with such oriental lavishness. You are not the Shah of time. Let me respectfully remind you that you have no more time than I have. So he's saying, don't waste your time on just looking at your phone. Yeah. He says, oh, so he's going through the day. So he's like, hey. So look, I've just bought you 30 minutes. Yeah, already. First thing. First thing. thirty. You got 30 minutes that if you don't look at your phone, you've got... So he's saying, I got you 30 minutes where you're not... In this case, I mean, everybody might not be taking the train to work or whatever, but he's like, I got you 30 minutes every day that you can use. You know what? It's, it's interesting because that 30 minutes equals... He says that in the very beginning of the book. That is your time is what you use to make your money. Yeah. Right? So he kind of bought you the book already. 30 minutes. He just bought you the book that you paid for buying. Like, what hey, you you that's what he should have said. He's like, hi, th- thank you. you. You're welcome. But I, and I just paid for this book that you are, you're, you're reading. Because like, hey, I freed up 30 minutes of your day. Now you have an extra 30 minutes to do something else. Yeah. Right? Okay. So he just paid for the book. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 at certain times in my life, have looked at time like that, even to when I was working at UPS. Oh yeah, where you that? get water burger or something. You're like, okay, I just, I just earned a soda. That was it, right? Yeah. Well, I figured it out like, like if I, we had, the, if, if I, I walked, take this long to walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I figured out one time, I figured out how much money I made per per minute, right? <laughs> yeah. And if I walked from the sword aisle to the corner break room and bought a soda and walked back, I realized, like, UPS just paid for my soda. <laughs> <laughs> you just bought me a soda. Thank you very much. I just earned that soda. Yeah, uh, so you can just, you're justifying buying the soda because you actually have already paid for it. Yeah, to have, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so he's like, hey, I just found you 30 minutes in this case. The typical person who has to commute to work, you know. And yeah, an extra 30 minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's he says, great. or if you're, how about maybe you're, you commute, you like drive to work. You got, you get, you know, like Audio. me, it's 50 minutes. Yeah. You know, so. How long is so you got thirty minutes of time where you can think anyway? So now you reach your office and he says he's just basically like, "Hey, your office time is your office. That's you." Yeah, don't. And he's like, "You know what? And I'm even going to give you. You probably have an hour lunch. Yeah, that's yours. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to try and take that from you. He's like, you know, but he (laughs) says, you know, you can do. You can read the newspaper and stuff." You can scroll through your phone. You can waste that time because yeah. your workday is your workday. Yeah, you need to you need to, you need to block off that time. That's why he says a day within a day. That's a different day, right there. Yeah, and so, you treat it you treat it as a different segment of time, yeah. untouchable. Yeah, and I, you're you're not. This is not part of your program. That's your working. You're earning sodas. Exactly. As you're walking to the break room or whatever. Exactly. So that's that's all the spend as you choose. So that that's where you get a chance to catch up on your social media and stuff, you know, or whatever. He says, uh, and he goes, "That's I meet you again as you emerge from the office as you're leaving." Yeah, I like the imagery he's using there. Is okay? Awesome. The, the the screen just went black, and it's like eight hours later. Also, you're walking out. Whatever happened at work happened at work. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, but then he's like, "Oh, on your way home, you're kind of starting to feel like, tired, oh. and it, or at least you're telling your wife you're tired. You don't immediately eat immediately on your arrival home, but you kind of putter about, and then you're like, okay, I guess I can eat. And then you take a little nourishment." And then you go and see your friends, play cards, you flirt with a book. You note that old age is creeping on you. You take a stroll, you caress the piano. Oh, man, it's... Uh, he's by Jove, a yeah, quarter past Jove. 11. You then devote quite 40 minutes to thinking about going to bed. <laughs> That's like the best line in the book. <laughs> and I like this. And it is conceivable that you're acquainted with a genuinely good yeah. whiskey. Yeah. So you're just like, you're just, just like drinking. Just like, I'm going to go to bed soon. <laughs> At last you go to bed exhausted by the day's work. Six hours, probably more, have gone since you left the office. Gone like a dream. Gone like magic. Unaccountably gone. Okay. So read the next. There's a lot in this next paragraph. Yeah, that, that is a fair sample case. But you say... It's all very well for you to talk. A man is tired. A man must see his friends. He can't always be on the stretch. Just so. But when you arrange to go to the theater, especially with a pretty woman, what happens? You rush to the suburbs. You spare no toil to make yourself glorious and fine raiment. You rush back to town in another train. 
You keep yourself on this stretch for four hours, if not five. You take her home. You take yourself home. You don't spend three quarters of an hour in thinking about going to bed. You go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So anyway, so he's saying, hey, like the you... Treat your time like you're like you're excited about it. Yeah, like yeah. you you, if you need to make the time, especially going out on a date or whatever, you're like you make the time and you make it work, you know. And you don't have a problem going out for four or five hours straight, you know, getting all ready and everything and going out with. It. So he's yeah. like, so this is something where. It's not that you can't do it; it's that you're choosing not to. That's a common that's common excuse that I think people use. I know I've used it often. Is like oh, I'm just so tired. I, I'm not going to yeah. do much. I do that a lot. Yeah, and that's one of that's one of my problems. That's why I like this book, yeah, and that's why it's going to get it's going to turn my life around. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's like but you're you're tired, right? Well, when you go to bed, take care of that. Yeah, exactly. You know? I need to learn that. I I do have that problem. Because, like, yeah, you get eight hours of sleep. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm tired. You know, I'll just lay down. I'll just take a nap here. And he says, can you deny that when you have something definite to look forward to at eventide or at night, something that is to employ all your energy, the thought that something gives you a glow and a more intense vitality to the whole day when you've got something you're looking forward to doing at night. Um, he's like, I suggest that when it's six o'clock, you look facts in the face and admit that you're not tired. Like you were saying, um, he's like, by, by doing so, he, he's like, you'll have a, a, a clear expanse of three hours. And he's like, but I don't suggest that you use all these three hours. I'm not saying, you know, I don't want you to overdo it. What he does suggest, he says, but I do suggest. Yeah, so he suggests with the meal part. Well, it says, but I do suggest. like, Oh, even we skipped that part. Okay. But I do suggest that you might, for a commencement, employ an hour and a half every other evening. Every some, other evening. Every other evening yeah. in some important and consecutive cultivation of the mind. You will still be left with three evenings for friends, bridge, tennis, domestic scenes, odd reading, pipes, gardening, pottering, and prize competitions. You will still have the terrific wealth of 45 hours between 2 p.m. Saturday and 10 a.m. Monday. So you get your weekend. Yeah, you're going to have your time. You're just going to give a little bit of it. If you persevere, you will soon want to pass four evenings and perhaps five in some sustained in de- endeavor of a genuinely alive, to be genuinely alive, or to be genuine alive. Okay. Yeah. So, but remember, those ninety nocturnal minutes thrice a week must be the most important minutes in the ten thousand and eighty. That must be how many hours good ma- are in a good week. Good math. Yeah. They must be sacred. And then, if somebody's like. Hey, uh, do you want to do something? Say sorry. Can't help you. Uh, I've got to go to work, you know, because that's your work. Exactly. Yeah, treat so, it as work. So he's basically saying. So, so here we go. The suggestion is, hey, I'm going to make this simple for you. All you're going to do, I, I, I've already set aside 30 minutes for your commute of free time. 
that's not necessarily like reading or something. This is he'll 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 show you how to use that. I got 30 minutes on your way to work. And then he goes, and then I want you to set aside an hour and a half, three nights a week. That's not so yeah. bad. No. See, and I guess over in Britain, they, they must have been working six days a week. Yeah, because the time, the hours that he, yeah. You know, so they, so, but he's like, if you can just do three nights a week. So when would that, anyway, you could figure it out how you would do that, but just an hour and a half. That's not that much. And so it ends up being uh, seven hours. A, um, uh, seven hours a month? No, no, no. A, a week. Because you got, you got an hour and a half for three nights. So that's, Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's four and a half. And then 30 minutes a day, I think. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's not, so it's like, okay, that's not that much. Okay. Um, we're about, hold on. Okay, so, so that, that, like, lays out the time that, that, or his, what, how much time he's talking about. Yeah, how to, how to manage time. Yeah, he he and how to spend he's it. like or how to find a little that little extra free time the the window of time that you supposed to, he wants you to use yeah yeah um oh so it's totally that's of, what he's done that's what we're thankful right he can say yeah okay now I've I've pulled out a segment of time that we're gonna yeah he's yeah. like okay here's the time I just got you the time you don't have to have like that you said anymore like remember with your book or with the with the soda mm-hmm. I just spent this much time yeah. You know, it paid for it. So I've just, I just yeah. bought you. He, he, it, the ba- the way he breaks down is that half an hour, uh, at least on six mornings a week, and one and a half hours on three evenings a week, yeah. gets you seven and a half hours a week. Suddenly, you got this extra time that you had all along, but you just were wasting. Yeah, you sluggishly wasted it. So on the next, on the, so we're gonna. We don't want this to be a three-hour long um, episode, so we're just going to, I mean, end it there, and end this one, and then, uh, but we're going to release these two simultaneously. Awesome. So, um, but just so it's not, they don't go to yeah three hours, because we don't want to have it like be the the atlas shrugged of uh yeah we, podcasts where you're just like i can't read that yeah That's we're buying you much. we're buying you a soda here yeah so <laughs> like i wonder if people are like that's the dumbest that's the weirdest logic i've ever thought but <laughs> so uh okay so we'll end it there and then the, so when we come back we're going to talk about so he's given us the time. Now he's going to talk about what you should do with that time to. Okay. I can't wait. All right. Well, we'll uh, be talking next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.